Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome back, history enthusiasts, to the History AI Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck, joined as always by the one and only Marco. Thanks, Chuck. And hello, listeners. Today we're diving into a lesser-known but fascinating chapter of American history, the Battle of Athens in 1946. This wasn't a military battle overseas, but a domestic fight against corruption right here in the United States. That's right, Marco. And before we get into it, a quick reminder to rate, follow, and share our podcast. Your support keeps us going. Plus, you can always suggest topics through our social media channels. Speaking of which we would like to thank Eugene for suggesting this topic. Let's paint the picture of America in the mid-1940s, particularly focusing on the small town of Athens in McMinn County, Tennessee. It's just after World War II, and the world is in a state of reconstruction and reflection. That's right, Chuck. In Athens, soldiers were returning home, hoping to find the America they had left, a land of freedom. But what they came back to was far from the democratic ideals they fought for overseas. In McMinn County, the political scene was dominated by the Democratic Party, but not the kind we might think of today. This was the era of machine politics, and the E.H. Crump political machine, based in Memphis, had extended its influence to McMinn County. Now, for those who might not know, E.H. Crump was a powerful political boss. His influence in Tennessee politics was vast, and his reach extended into many aspects of governance, including law enforcement and election oversight. In McMinn County, this influence translated into a local government that was steeped in corruption. We're talking about voter intimidation, election fraud, and a sheriff's department that was more about enforcing the will of the political machine than protecting the rights of the citizens. And let's not forget the socio-economic backdrop. The Great Depression was still fresh in people's memories, and economic opportunities in rural areas like McMinn County were scarce. This created a climate where the political machine could easily manipulate the desperate situation for their own gain. Exactly, Marco. The local officials, many of whom were appointed or supported by the Crump machine, used their power to control jobs, influence local businesses, and ensure their continued dominance. It was a classic case of power corrupting absolutely. But, as we'll see, the returning veterans, who had fought against tyranny and oppression abroad, were not about to accept it in their own backyard. This sets the stage for what would become a remarkable stand against corruption and a fight for the very soul of America. As we delve into the heart of the conflict, let's look at the protagonists of this story, the returning veterans. These were men who had seen the horrors of World War II firsthand, fighting for freedom in distant lands. They returned home with a keen sense of justice and a deep appreciation for democratic values. That's right, Marco. In McMinn County, these veterans found a political landscape that was the antithesis of what they'd fought for. They witnessed their friends and neighbors being bullied at the polls, and they saw the results of elections being blatantly manipulated. It was a mockery of the self-governance they believed in. Fueled by a sense of duty, these veterans formed what they called the GI Nonpartisan League. This wasn't a mere political interest group, it was a movement born out of the necessity to restore fairness and integrity to their local government. They knew the task ahead would be challenging. The Crump machine was deeply entrenched, and local officials, including the sheriff and his deputies, were not just politically motivated but also armed and willing to use force to maintain their grip on power. 
the GI Nonpartisan League began organizing. They started a grassroots campaign, going door-to-door, talking to their neighbors, and rallying support. They weren't just planning to vote, they were planning to oversee the election process to ensure its fairness. And let's not forget the broader context here. This was a time when the American public was becoming increasingly aware of and hostile to corruption and tyranny, thanks to the recent war. The veterans' cause resonated with many people beyond McMinn County, drawing attention and support. As the 1946 elections approached, the veterans put forth their own slate of candidates for various county positions. These were individuals committed to cleaning up the local government, enforcing the rule of law, and ensuring that the citizens' rights were protected. But, as the election day neared, tensions escalated. The corrupt officials, sensing a real threat to their power, doubled down on their tactics of intimidation and fraud. They knew that losing this election could mean the end of their control over McMinn County. It was a powder keg waiting to explode Chuck. Both sides knew what was at stake, and both were prepared to fight for their vision of the future of McMinn County. This was more than just a local election, it was a battle for the very principles of justice and democracy. As Election Day, August 1, 1946, dawned, the stage was set for a confrontation unlike any other in American political history. The GI Nonpartisan League, armed with nothing but their conviction and courage, were ready to ensure a fair election. The day began with a tense but hopeful atmosphere. Veterans and supporters of the GI League served as poll watchers, vigilant against any signs of the corruption and fraud that had plagued previous elections. However, as the day progressed, it became clear that the local officials weren't going to give up easily. Reports of voter intimidation by sheriff's deputies began to surface. In some polling places, armed deputies were turning away voters who they suspected of supporting the GI candidates. Things took a darker turn when Tom Gillespie, an African-American farmer and a supporter of the GI League, attempted to vote. He was brutally beaten by deputies, sparking outrage and fear among the voters. This incident was a clear indication that the corrupt officials were willing to resort to violence to maintain control. As the polls closed, the deputies, under orders from the local authorities, began seizing ballot boxes and taking them to the jailhouse in Athens, ostensibly for counting. This was an alarming development. In the past, this had been a precursor to ballot tampering and outright fraud. That's when the veterans made their pivotal decision. Led by Bill White, a decorated World War II veteran, they armed themselves. They knew that the only way to protect the integrity of the election was to physically secure the ballot boxes. The veterans, many still in their military fatigues, surrounded the jailhouse. A tense standoff ensued. Negotiations broke down quickly, and soon, shots were fired. This was no longer just a political dispute, it had escalated into an armed insurrection. Throughout the night, the battle raged. The veterans used their military training, setting up strategic positions around the jailhouse, exchanging gunfire with the deputies inside. They were determined to hold their ground until the ballots were safe. Meanwhile, the townspeople rallied behind the veterans. Women and children brought them food and ammunition. This wasn't just a group of soldiers fighting, it was a community standing up for their rights. The climax of the battle came when the veterans, running low on ammunition, decided to use dynamite to breach the jailhouse walls. It was a risky move, but it paid off. The explosion forced the deputies to surrender. Finally, in the early hours of the morning, the veterans secured the jailhouse and the ballot boxes. 
the ballots were counted fairly, and the GI nonpartisan league candidates were declared the winners. Democracy had prevailed, but at a significant cost. This event would go down in history not just as a physical confrontation, but as a symbolic battle for the soul of American self-governance. As we delve into the tactics used during the Battle of Athens, it's important to understand that many of the veterans involved were recently returned from World War II. They brought with them not just courage, but also tactical knowledge that proved crucial in their struggle. Exactly, Marco. These were men trained in combat. They understood the importance of strategic positioning, cover and concealment, and the effective use of limited resources. They used these skills to establish a perimeter around the jailhouse, effectively cutting off any escape route for the corrupt deputies inside. They also knew the value of communication and coordination. Veterans positioned at different points around the jailhouse communicated with each other, ensuring they were aware of movements by the deputies and could respond quickly and effectively. And then there was the use of dynamite. This wasn't just a random act of desperation, it was a calculated decision. The veterans knew they were low on ammunition and needed a decisive action to end the standoff. The use of explosives to breach the jailhouse wall was a bold move that turned the tide in their favor. Now, let's talk about the importance of this battle in the grand scheme of things. The Battle of Athens wasn't just a local uprising. It was a testament to the resilience of democratic values in the face of corruption and tyranny. This battle highlighted a crucial aspect of representative self-government, the power and responsibility of citizens to hold their government accountable. The veterans of Athens, by taking a stand, sent a powerful message that corruption and abuse of power would not be tolerated. It also served as a wake-up call to the rest of the nation. The events in McMinn County demonstrated that the fight for democracy didn't end with the conclusion of World War II. It was an ongoing struggle that required vigilance and active participation from every citizen. And let's not forget the broader implications for electoral reforms and the strengthening of democratic institutions. The Battle of Athens sparked discussions and actions aimed at ensuring fairer and more transparent electoral processes across the country. In essence, the veterans of Athens didn't just fight for the right to cast their ballots in a free and fair election. They fought to reaffirm the principles of representative self-governance that are the foundation of our nation. It's a story that resonates even today, reminding us that representative self-government is not just a system of governance, but a continuous commitment to justice, fairness, and the rule of law. The aftermath of the Battle of Athens went far beyond the confines of McMinn County. While the immediate result was the victory of the GI Nonpartisan League's candidates, the implications of this event rippled across the nation. Indeed, Marco. In the days following the battle, national attention turned to Athens. Newspapers across the country reported on the events, often framing them as a dramatic stand against corruption and a victory for grassroots democracy. This national spotlight helped to initiate a broader conversation about electoral reform and the need to curb political corruption. It highlighted the importance of vigilance and active participation in the democratic process by ordinary citizens. Locally, the victory of the GI Nonpartisan League led to significant changes in McMinn County. The new officials, many of whom were veterans themselves, worked towards restoring integrity and transparency in the local government. They dismantled the corrupt practices that had plagued the county for years. But perhaps more importantly, the Battle of Athens became a symbol of the power of collective action. It showed that when citizens unite for a common cause, even seemingly invincible corrupt systems can be challenged and defeated. 
the veterans' actions also served as a reminder of the sacrifices made for democracy. These men, who had fought against tyranny overseas, found themselves fighting a different kind of battle at home, a battle for the very democratic ideals they had defended in World War II. On a deeper level, the event forced Americans to confront uncomfortable questions about the state of their government. It was a stark reminder that the fight for democratic values is never truly over, and that each generation must do its part to uphold these principles. In the years that followed, the story of the Battle of Athens was taught in schools and discussed in political discourse as an example of direct action by citizens. It inspired future movements and protests that sought to correct injustices and challenge corrupt systems. And let's not forget the impact on veterans' affairs. This event highlighted the role of veterans as civic leaders and agents of change, influencing policies related to veterans and their reintegration into civilian life. The Battle of Athens, though a small chapter in the vast tapestry of American history, left a lasting legacy. It's a testament to the enduring nature of self-government and the relentless spirit of those who fight to preserve it. As we wrap up, a special thank you to our listeners for joining us on this journey through history. Your engagement and curiosity make all of this possible. Don't forget to rate, follow, and share the History AI podcast. And send us your topic suggestions on social media. We love hearing from you. Until next time, keep exploring the past and its countless stories. Goodbye for now. Step into the thrilling world of sports betting with The Starting Line, an introduction to sports betting. Whether you're a beginner or simply curious, this comprehensive guide takes you from the basics to the advanced. Learn to decode odds, develop winning strategies, and bet responsibly. Get your copy now and transform every game into an adventure. The Starting Line is your first step towards mastering the art of sports betting. Available on Amazon.